Don't lose your heads, people. There's a lot of things to talk about with this Sleepy Hollow season three finale. And we're going to talk about all of them, all of your feelings, everything that you want to rant about, maybe rave about. I don't know. But we're going to get into all of it on the AfterBuzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show. Thanks for tuning in. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's the end of the world. It's the end of the show as we know it. All right, guys, thank you for tuning into the AfterBuzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show. I feel fine. I I feel fine. I feel like someone took a dump on me. I feel anything but fine. I feel anger. I feel betrayal. Um, I feel let down. Um, you know what's interesting? I wonder how we feel about this finale. Bernstein. Um, all right, before we before we get into it, and we will talk about all the things, be they good or bad, about this finale. Uh, I'm your host Zach Wilson. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. You can tweet at me throughout the week or throughout the whenever. Because uh, it's the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that, Zach Wilson. Uh, I got the rest of the panel here. Jackie. One, two, three, Jackie B on all platforms. And I'm here on the Drag Race After Show, Monday nights. Steven. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I shouldn't give my Twitter handle on this because I'm about <laughs> to take the biggest dookie on this show. That's okay. It's in your mm-hmm. lower third. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's already there. Um, I know your name is All right. Um... I don't even know where to begin with this episode, I but will, I think... I, I, have, I have a spot to begin. I have a, okay. a person who I consider, who has become a friend over Twitter, and he said, you always say that Abby stands in for the audience. Imagine what the showrunners think of the audience when they killed Abby. And I was like... Mic drop! Boom! Mic drop! Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean... Okay. Well, I mean, we just... We, we gotta get it out of the way. Abby's dead. Like... Here's the thing. Let me, I, I, I work at a production company. I've worked in legal contracts for a very long time. It is very hard to get out of a show contract if you are a main character on a show. Standard is that you sign up for five years. If you're a main character, that's a standard. Um, I do know one actress who wanted out of a contract after being a year on a very popular show. I won't name the actress. I won't name the show. But let's just say, and it had nothing to do with the production company I'm a part of. This is a long time ago. She (coughs) wanted out of the contract so bad, she had to pay a penalty to get out of that contract. And it was a very expensive penalty. So you can imagine if someone, and the rumors are that Nikki Bahari did not want to be on the show anymore, you can imagine with someone like Orlando Jones who didn't want to be on the show, she didn't want to be on the show, and then you killed off another character who it seems very likely that that person did not want to be on the show either, Joe. Um, what are you doing that you're making all these people not want to be on your I, show? I, I don't, I, I mean, like, it can only, I can only imagine that at least a big part of it is just that the the show creatively has been frustrating this season. Yes. It and last season. Like that was the thing. It's like, okay, you have like when a show starts out, a lot of times the sophomore season can get a little rough. Like there are great shows that had weak first seasons and or weak second seasons because like it can be hard to keep a show going, but then you write the course. You write the ship and you find your way on the right path. But season 3 of this show 
did not seem to find its footing ever. And Steve it was, and I were saying, like, we feel that we watched the entirety of season three and basically nothing happened. Like, nothing substantial in what you think of the giant mythos of what they had set up at the beginning happened at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. I want to talk about the specifics of this episode. And specifically, I want to just start out because, like, I can't bottle it up. Um, I can't wait till the end. Like, uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you have to acknowledge the giant elephant Abby Mills that's in the room. Yeah. They, they like, this show, they killed off. What I would say is, who I would say is the main character of this show. Like, I was watching this, like, and, like, uh, I was explaining what had happened to to my girlfriend, and she doesn't watch the show. Uh, She's lucky. Uh, (laughs) But, like, I'm like, look at the Hulu thumbnail. 50% of the thumbnail is Abby Mills, and she's gone. She's gone from the show. I just, the, like... Here's the thing is like I, I went and I rewatched this episode because I wanted to be able to put my finger on exactly what it was that upset me. Because and because he's a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> because characters die on TV shows and some of the best shows kill main characters. It does happen. Like uh, at this point, it, you're I'm sorry if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, but like season one Game of Thrones, and I'll leave out the specific, but the end of the season one. So everyone knows who I'm talking about. Why don't you just go Read the books, people. It makes, if you are, but that's not a good example. Because if you are a book reader, you understand the trajectory of things that are happening. There is no sense to what's happening on Sleepy Hollow. No, no, no. What I meant, why I bring that up is like, that is an example of when it is right to kill one of your primary characters. And when if it you had the an story, idea starting at the beginning, exactly. and it's clear that these writers were driving without their hands or feet. Because there's and that's no, hard. There, <laughs> I can tell you that right now. There was no build up to this, like nothing that suggested she should or needed to go. This is you're talking about like the key relationship and I'm not even talking about whether or not you ship them together as a couple, but the dynamic between Ichabod and Abby was the glue that hold a show that is very much all over the place. It held it together. It made even adventures that are a little silly or not quite what we wanted, it still made them fun to watch because Ichabod and Abby were a great team. And they keep going into that within this episode about how they're, uh, what was was the line? Um, They're a strong partnership. Well, they are. They were a very fun partnership. They were fun to watch. And it seems that the, 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 the show, whether this was a decision from, from the actress, from the writers, from the network, whoever made this decision seems so disconnected from what the fans enjoy about this show. Because I can respect a show creatively wanting to kill a character to either up the ante, make it feel dangerous. Didn't we do that to, two episodes ago? We, we, last week. We, Sleepy oh, yeah. constantly week. kills characters that fans feel that they have connected to or doesn't bring back characters. Like, so many people like Big Ash. Do we remember Big Ash? And we wanted to explore, like, the Native American lore yeah. that they had set up. Yeah. Nobody brought that back, but fans are interested in it. You set up these little things that fans are interested in, and you don't bring them up, and instead you bring in things that are not interesting at all. Yeah, but and what, what I'm saying is, like, 
I can understand creatively taking a character out. And like even a character that I love, when you remove a character that I love, but it serves the story and it drives other characters into more interesting emotional places, wonderful. Like it's gonna suck that I don't have that character that I liked, but like if the show is better for it, Okay. Great. But in this case, they have removed one of the linchpins of what made this show enjoyable. They like they have removed the character that I tune in for. And I love Ichabod. Ichabod's tons of fun. But it was only Ichabod up against Abby that made him interesting. Ichabod on his own. He doesn't like, make any sense on his own. It's boring. It's weird. And they even in this episode seem to lose Ichabod in like where he's supposed to be like like this the Trekkie joke like I'm a huge nerd like I love Star Trek and Star Wars and the fact that Ichabod making a Star Wars Star Trek joke is great but that didn't even fit with him when in the world did he have time to watch all of Star Trek enough that he's making jokes about it that's not what Ichabod does he makes jokes about misunderstanding Star Trek he doesn't correct Abby on it and I, if it was also really insulting to me when, when they're like, Abby has finished her journey. I'm like, where are you pulling this from? <laughs> you, you set up this whole mythology of two oh witnesses, and then you're like, mysteriously, inexplicably, Abby has finished her journey. And I'm like, first, that's insulting because it makes literally no sense, and you're just taking a shit on your own mythology. Second, they have this whole scene with Abby and Ichabod. I guess they're recreating all of their like best moments or whatever in that weird montage that I was it was so like disjointed and I, I was like I don't understand why we're having this like montage flashback after we've established the character is dead and then we go back and have this montage flashback as if to be like we know you love this character so here's a little bit randomly more of her it's like this is how much you don't understand the fans you're just literally throwing in scenes that make no sense right now yeah. Um, and then you have Abby turning to him and being like, I was just there to help you on your journey. And you're like, I'm sorry. Um, you're taking her and telling her she was just a prop for Ichabod, which as a woman, I find that incredibly insulting because like you said, when you look at the Hulu logo, half of it is Ichabod, half of it is Abby. You don't have the, you don't have Sculling telling Mulder, I was just here to help you along, Mulder, on your journey. <laughs> it's your journey, Mulder. <laughs> No, it's like these oh, two man. are partners. They're, they like they're a team. It wasn't the Ichabod show featuring Abby. It right. was Ichabod and Abby in it together. They're witnesses they were, together. They were supposed to have seven years of trials or seven trials, whichever it was. Not one season of box hunting. And yes, I meant it with that it, with that joke in the window in there. I couldn't stand that. I will. I will miss making box jokes on a regular basis. You know, you, you know make... your show is bad when all you can do is make box jokes. Oh my god, Steven, you've been on. Un, uh, I've been very quiet. unnaturally quiet. Well, because I know do if I start. Do you want to make a box joke, Stephen? No, I just don't even <laughs> like. I'm not even in the sense of humor. Like, if you really look at it, like, how many episodes have there been? How many episodes were in season 18. one? Oh, season one, like thirteen. Season one 13? was, I believe, thirteen. Okay, yeah. season two, eighteen, eighteen, and then this one, eighteen. 18. So. 13 plus 18 plus 18 is, is 49. Lot. Oh. 49 episodes plus 49 after shows is almost 100 hours of my life that I spent just for f them to fucking kill Abby in the last episode. Not even like as an ending that's like crazy suspenseful. 18 minutes into the episode, they kill Abby. 
18 in the episode. I was 25 so minutes in the episode, the entire storyline's done. And I, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I Am I watching so this shit? Like, what? Preach. Like, last Preach. episode was so fucking boring, because they just dragged it out, and then this episode, they wrap up the entire fucking series in... 25 minutes, and then it's 15 minutes of, oh, come have a drink with Joe while you're dead and fucking Corbin. All right, great. Let's go ahead to the end, and let's have Ichabod. Like, what... Like, I this just, is not what we wanted when we said Purgatory Prom. Like, this is I, not what we wanted. I was mad at the finale of Walking Dead, and this has me more angry. I'm at least going to go watch Walking Dead next season, but I, I just don't even really want to watch I'm this not, show again. I am I am saying this right now. I will... I I was here for the Abby Ichabod relationship. I'm not here for like surrogate replacement Abby Ichabod relationship. I like Nikki Bahari as an actress. I think she has a good chemistry um, with Tom Meissen. I don't think the show will be the same. And I'm I not going to watch the, it. I was confused because as you said, as you said there, Stephen, like she died at like the 25 minute yep. mark. Yep. And I was as I'm watching it, I'm like. Oh, so she's not going to be dead because it's way too early because why would you kill her so suddenly in the middle of the episode? It was so that we could go to... And, like, I'll be honest, when Corbin was, like, in the booth, I was like, I got excited for a moment. I love Corbin. We haven't seen him in forever. And, like, uh, like if this is the true... Here's the thing. If this had been, the, like, knowingly, the series finale... <laughs> what they did in Abby sacrificing herself like this <coughs> wouldn't have been so terrible if it had been the series finale. Having jo- having Corbin show up and say, and like he's like, I'm gonna have a drink with my son. That Arguably, if it was the series finale, been, wouldn't you kill both witnesses? And that's that's exactly what I was about to say. Is that like the piece that was missing from that is that Ichabod would have to go with her or be tortured in some other way while he's still on Earth, like it, in a way that's like f- finalizing, but not the, like maybe not in the same fate. But it, the, it would have to have both of them. I am uh, like, let me let me say something yeah. real quick. All right. And this is what the worst thing about this review that we're doing is, is I actually liked the ending. I actually thought, like, that's what pisses me off so much about this show, is that if this show were in capable hands and actually thought outside the box, pun intended, like, there could be some great fucking storylines. Yeah. Like, the end of this episode, I was like, oh, this is cool. If only this was the beginning of the fucking season, I would be excited. I'm like, okay, let's take Abby away from Ichabod. She's in the temple, right? She goes to per- she goes to the catacombs. Now let's introduce these people and let's find out about her dad in the second episode of the season and make Ichabod be working with these people who are tainted against the Hessians and then have Abby on her own thing where maybe she's dealing with the hidden one and maybe these two stories coincide some point where we get Abby with a really cool storyline where she's a focus of her storyline and Ichabod where he's the focus of his and they come together and make two cool storylines come together. No, we get Abby is the focus of one episode, then she's just sidekick to Ichabod for the rest of the season and then they kill her. What the hell? Yeah. It's so insulting. It's so insulting and I know um, I know there's a lot of our fans who are women of color that also were saying this is one of the few times we get representation on television and is it in the main role and in the main role and it's like I, I know show runners like to say like oh well it shouldn't matter we should get to kill off any kind of character we want 
like you said, you can kill off characters, you can kill off main characters if it makes sense for the storyline and if it makes sense within your mythology. In this case, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. And I it mean, doesn't make any sense when you set up this whole thing where you have two actors with really good chemistry. Why? Yeah. It's just... I, so, uh, like, I, I want to rant some more. Uh, I know. I want to rant some more I right want to go now. back to what you just said, though, before, because, uh, like you, Stephen, like, at the end of the episode... Like, as he's, like, with this new, like, team of people that Washington wrote, like, for years in advance. Like, the secret society that Ichabod is going to have to, like, be in charge of. But, like, they're corrupt from inside and he's going to have to write them. That sounds awesome! Why couldn't it be Ichabod and Abby doing that? Like, and, but Abby's, but they're, like, resistant to Abby being there and being, like, in a somewhat commanding role because, like, who is she? And, like, because Washington left Ichabod in charge, not Ichabod and Abby. There's an interesting show. There's an interesting dynamic. No, but you know Get what? rid of Pandora. But they arguably, didn't want that. Uh, because of the time continuum we've set up where, where now we have it set up where Betsy Ross goes back to her own time and knows about the existence of both witnesses. So if she goes to Washington and she says, I know Ichabod has this other witness and this is the team and this is the situation. When he's writing the letter, wouldn't he set it up as like, these two witnesses have to be bearing this, this, this. He already knows most of the apocalypse mythology anyway. Yeah, the, it doesn't make any sense. She doesn't know that much, but the, the, the thing is, is like, okay, so if they're going to play with time in this way, I think this show could have been great if they had this plan from the beginning. Because they're thinking, okay, we have somebody who brings this message back to Washington. Washington inadvertently creates even the Hessians. What if the Hessians were Washington's thing? Like, well, I know they can't be because they brought back Headless in the past. But something like that. But the thing is, is this felt like somebody changed the past then, and then none of the effects from the past were available. Because, honestly, you can't have Ichabod alive, using his name, dealing with citizenship and all this bullcrap for three seasons without this other team wanting and, like, abducting him way a long time ago. <laughs> I would have to think, like, in their defense, like, that they, it was more that they were... Watching through Reynolds and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, because they, like, they do acknowledge that, like, they're, like, aware, like, at least these people seem to be aware of them and, like, monitoring the situation, like... Maybe they, like, they weren't sure if they should bring him in. Because, like, if if you've been running a society, a secret society for 200 years, and then, like, you're, you've got, like, it's like Back to the Future, where he, they, like, we were taking bets as to whether or not you'd show up, and, uh, like, all that. Uh, I think that there would be some hesitation to bring that person. And that person, ostensibly, is in charge of you. All right. So, like, I get that. But if this was Doctor Who... Back in, like, the good years with, like, let's say David Tennant season, this secret society that picked up Ichabod at the end of this season, we would have seen clues to this secret society all the way back in season one. We would have seen at least a name or maybe a symbol or maybe something. Maybe even in this end of the season, they could have had the van pull up with the fucking symbol for hope on it or whatever the witness symbol was. At least that would have been something. It's like, oh, they're based on this symbol. That would have been awesome. We don't even get a name drop. We don't even know, like, are these Freemasons? Are they anything? Like, at least give us something that ties them into this universe. We don't get anything. It's just guys in suits with nice little Oakleys, and you're like, oh, were these guys straight out of freaking Predator 2? Like, what the hell? With a letter that you just... Just intru- that was not that was not led up to that was not established that was not like something we were thinking about. Oh, what could it be? What could be theorized on this? Was like an idea that we had like thought of in a spare moment, or like he was we had loosely an idea. Like no, they just dropped this letter in from nowhere. It's just like it, it, like in writing a lot of times. Like I I refer to it as an and then because mm-hmm. it doesn't have a because of this that happens. It's just 
And then Abby's dad has a letter from Washington. And because and when it's just and then, it's because you didn't have a reason for it to be there before. If this was, let's say, the Hessians, there's a reason. There's like I can start to formulate an idea of like what was the what was the the string that got us from season one where the Hessians were fighting against us into this thing where they're like now Ichabod's in charge of them. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it, but that would at least be give us give some tangential connection to the world that we have built three years Zach, establishing. You're not even realizing the biggest freaking hole in this thing. Washington would not have been the person to make this group. There were fucking tablets that said shit about the witnesses. Dating back 2,000 years before America, there would have already been a group. Why is Washington the man who makes the fucking group about the witnesses? Well, Everyone the witnesses, knows about the witnesses already. There should already be a group. But there doesn't have to be a group. The, the witnesses are two people. So it doesn't have to be a society that like worships or like follows the witnesses. That's what Washington is establishing. But we've already found out that when one witness dies, it's in the bloodline, and it's already being reborn as soon as the eternal soul is dead. So yeah, that um, means that look in Abby's family and look at her timeline. It's like, I'm going to find you, witness. Like... You already know it's in her bloodline. So, Jenny? Yeah, it's, it's just, like, it's like, so dumb. Like, they found so, you, Jenny. So basically, basically, what they're establishing when they're like, they, when they just steal from Buffy and they are just like, <laughs> hey, I was when like, one um, dies. This is, you said it, I didn't, but I was like, this is Doctor Who and Buffy and you're just stealing from both. Like, when one dies, another is activated. And like it's in the bloodline, which means that either it's Jenny, which why, or it's another like black woman that you're just gonna slide into the role because what you you couldn't you and Nicole Bahari couldn't get along like why would you kill a character that we love to replace her with because you're establishing that they are related it means you're gonna find somebody who is probably very similar to this character because i don't give the writers i'm sorry at this point i don't give the writers enough credit to come up with a completely new character that we are going to love for being different <coughs> than than abby and the problem is you've already established that you've had enough actors on your show feel not happy so I mean, there was there there was a tweet where um, Nikki Bahari tweeted at Sleepy Hollow Fox. This was a week ago, saying like, "Hey, don't I deserve a follow?" Um, maybe it was a month ago. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and somebody said, "Oh, people drop off all the time of followers," and I'm like, "Is that a thing? I don't think that's a thing." I mean, I'm willing. To, like, look, the show doesn't like directly. Generally, TV shows like the staff doesn't run the official Twitter. Of that, like that's like an oversight from it the doesn't support. even matter. Whoever your PR person should know better. Yeah, that yes. I read that article and had the whole thing about they didn't ask her for the commentary, they didn't follow her on Twitter, they didn't really support her, they didn't drive. Like the biggest thing, like I agree with with was that Orlando Jones, like he was the only one communicating with fans from the cast, and now he's... and then they treated him like crap. They gave him like two lines in an entire season. You know what the funniest thing is from our interview with Orlando was when he like teased that Corbin could return, and maybe he was just teasing this finale. <laughs> Maybe he just had so much insight and they kicked him off the show. But this is the other thing is that, like, okay, so we, we've ranted about that. And not that we have to stop, but, like, the other story in this episode that uh, we also have That also with, makes no sense. Um, like, let's... Pandora. We're, we're talking about Pandora now. Let me, let me do my Pandora rant because I'm probably going to say oh, okay. everything that you okay. guys want to. Okay. All right, great. Hey, so, I don't want to say right, it. All right, great. So <laughs> Pandora, she gets her box back. She works with the witnesses. They help her get revenge on her loved one. And then she decides, all right, let me turn on you. But instead of, like, tricking you and just saying, okay, it's going to kill that witness. And, you know, it's going to take the eternal soul to bring the box back. Yeah, I tricked you. But you know what? It saved the world. So, you know, we're even, right? No, she says, 
I can bring her back, but I won't. Why the fuck are you making an enemy out of the person who just killed the person who had your power, that you just got the powers from? The person that was, the, the hidden one was supposed to be this invincible god that could not be killed. You're talking to the two people who managed to figure out how to kill him, how to kill the unkillable person. All you've done is take the unkillable person's power and you're gonna immediately challenge the people who killed him, who were successful, who have successfully stopped multiple apocalypses? You know what would have been so cool? But here, the argument is that she needed a witness soul to activate the box. Okay, even if that, even if you've set up that mythology, how the fuck did Headless get out of the box? How? Do we remember the scene where Headless got out of the box? I remember... Well, he was so... Ichabod, like, he he had the I'm sorry, just because you have the kingdom of the crystal skull with you does not mean Headless is automatically out of the box. It was in a fridge, so it survived. (laughs) Well, I mean, I will say, like, I will say, I am uh, confused about, uh, on, like, two fronts. How did they get the head back? Because wasn't it on the Kindred? Um, well, they got they got up. it back when after he got blown up. Did presumably. we see them get it back? No, of course not. Because like it's the like last Yellow. the Why last time sense? we saw Franklin Stein and thus the head of Abraham was when they blew him up. So oh, I can accept that the head survived. Why didn't you show us that several episodes ago to at least give a hint that well, this was possible? I didn't need the I didn't need the head to survive. Like it, they, but that's was, what happened. I know. Okay, so. Well, but you see it fully intact, rolling away. Jackie and I are having a I'll moment say, of just like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I know. I completely <laughs> agree with you, but I'm saying like we we did technically see it completely intact, rolling away from that scene. Let me just go ahead and rewrite the second half of this season for you guys. Okay, Pandora, right? They do the whole thing where they activate the box and they're about to switch it out, and it needs the body of the witness. We find out that Betsy is actually the woman witness from that time, so Betsy's soul gets taken instead of Abby's. Ichabod's mad because he did love Betsy, and then he's mad at Pandora after they kill the hidden one, and he's like, "Why couldn't you need to you need to save Betsy back?" So it makes sense that he'll be a little bit angry, but he's not going to get so angry if she says, "No, she's dead. There's nothing I can." do. We see the scene where Pandora is in the church raising some disciples, and instead of everyone running away, they start worshiping, and we realize that she's in a secret Hessian meeting, and she's going to be the one controlling the Hessians from here on out as a god on Earth who can actually do stuff against the witnesses, which would be fun. And then you have Ichabod and Abby get drafted into this government procedure because technically there was no two witnesses alive at the same time because Betsy was the witness from the past, and Abby is the witness from now, and then at, uh, because Betsy was a witness, she got eaten by the box. You know, that, that makes sense to you guys? Yes. Great. Then we get season three, where Ichabod and Abby are working with the government and the secret Washington organization, and Pandora is working with the Hessians, right? And Can you just also make have a meme where Stephen Lemieux loves the Hessians. You also have <laughs> the Headless Horseman survived. So now they've resurrected the Headless Horseman to go against Pandora, but their plans are foiled because the Hessians are Pandora's side. So now you have three factions. You have Ichabod and Abby working with the government. You have Pandora with her Church of Cold Believers because she can show these powers. People will automatically believe in her, and she will be a god on Earth raising her followers. And you have the Headless Horseman trying to make the apocalypse happen. You have three different things, so many different storylines you can play with, and you don't kill your fucking characters. Yep. I... I love all of that. Uh, the only thing I want to add to it is that the Headless Horseman, uh, as we get into, as like our first thing into season four is, 
He's got three buddies with him to pay off the reason I started watching this show, which was the Headless Horseman leading the Horseman of the Apocalypse that I never got. Here you go. Here you go, Zach. There's so many things we never got. Here, let's play writer's room for a second. Zach says a great idea, and I say, ooh, I like that. How about when the Headless Horseman comes and they center against Pandora, he slashes the box, it cracks open, and we get the other Horseman of the Apocalypse coming out, and they all run off to trade havoc. I mean, it just, it writes its fucking self, so why do you need kindergartners trying to make a storyline and then killing off the main character. They don't also explain how... We don't explain how the mythology of all of a sudden Ichabod can command the horseman with the head. We don't explain how the horseman has the power to kill a god... Which apparently he does. I'm not, and this scene well, kills me because you hear deaf. hack, 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 hack. And you're like, oh, she's done. She's done for. That she's was in pretty pieces. badass and funny, then though. Then you shoot onto her. I wish she her, was Katrina. And she has, like, one bloody hand. And she's like, <laughs> I'm dying with my bloody hand. I was like, didn't he just hack you to pieces? How can he hack you to pieces? You're a god. I don't understand. They managed to make it, like, look, when Headless showed up, like, I'm, if they had it, like, if they had it, if they had it, like, <laughs> just spoiled it for us a week ago, I would have lost my shit in the best way. I Like, I love that the, he- the Headless came back, at least for a moment. At least we got to see him again for a second. Nonsensically. Um, and, like, again, th- when he's on screen, I'm just like, yes, this is what I want to see. Headless Horseman versus a- versus Pandora? If you had told me I was getting that in season one, I'd have been like, that must be an awesome episode. You know what I didn't want to see was... Him taking the skull and not putting it on his head, holding it in his hand and singing fucking, to die, to sleep, no more. Like, what the fuck? Put it on your head. Why was he holding I was confused why he why was holding it. Why did it glow? Why did it turn into some glowing flashlight? I do he think didn't, that's didn't. a reference to the the cartoon when he holds the... Um, Hit lantern? When, no, in the cartoon when he holds the pumpkin head as he's running. Yeah, but... That's because he can't put it onto his spinal column. It's his fucking skull. Put it on. But like, it's also like he's pointing it like he needs it to see. But Headless has never not been able to see right? before. He has a shotgun uh, that he mercilessly killed people with, and that's so cool. Like him doing it one-handed in this. Like this is the Headless we wanted. Like he's got the bullets around him while he's got this quadruple axe. I'm like um, watching this graveyard fight, and like as they throw the co- the um, gravestones and stuff, I'm just like. I bet, like, I bet the the writers are watching this and being like, yeah, we're so good. There was <laughs> nothing so awesome. apocalyptic about that apocalypse. I'm like, this is the most wah-wah apocalypse I've ever seen. Yeah. You want to see something apocalyptic? Go watch the White Walker fight from Game of Thrones last oh season. Oh, my God, yeah, like, You want to see that? That's what should be happening here. Because it's scary. Like, I feel like... I'm like we're in danger during that fight, guys. You want to know? We're how- not in danger at any point during this episode. The worst thing is we're doing a <laughs> show. Danger Zach, of, of falling asleep. We're doing a show for fans of a TV show. We have 161 people watching right now, and 16 thumbs up and zero thumbs down. When all we've been doing is shitting on the se- season finale, that's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. When people who are fans of a show are watching a review that's supposed to be positive, and all we can do is shit on it, and nobody is mad at us. <laughs> nobody is nobody mad. Nobody is mad at us. Like, people should be angry at us for saying these things, and nobody is mad. No, Maybe the writers are they're mad. They're all on the same page. And that's the problem, is that there is, this isn't the kind of, this, this isn't an episode that's polarizing. Although I did see one poll, what do you think of this episode? It was like, uh, it's like 32% F. 38% A. And, like, nothing in the middle. Um, but, like... <clears throat> but how does that math work? That's only 60%. 
Like, the, here's another nitpicky thing that I was just bothered by with headless. 10% Holly. <laughs> 10%. I don't give a fuck. The, another thing I was, I was like, a little weirdly, like, frustrated with when it comes to headless was he, like, they call, he calls him a horseman, I call you forth. Why wasn't he ever calling him Abraham? Right. I wanted it to, because, like, that was how Ichabod always addressed him, was and the Abraham. Only, the only humanity left in the horseman, which would give Ichabod any sense of being able to tell him what to do or him not coming and chopping his head off directly, is the fact that he knows him as Abraham, he and they both had Katrina, and they both lost her. He should have, yeah, he should have been appealing. Abraham should have been coming for him, like, Katrina's dead now. The man that, that Headless loves is dead because of Ichabod. He should be coming for him. And instead, he's just like, all right, I'll attack this girl and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, put the skull on and bring in the actor. Bring him back to be Headless for this scene. I want oh someone my God, to I explain was... to me how he got out of the box. I, I'm willing to grant them in the box like broke and they put the box in, back in, in like this in the supernatural world like where this this Pokemon Ghostbusters Pandora's box. I'm willing to grant them that the head, because it's such a key piece of the Avatar of Death, is enough to bring him forth from the box that is that we've established can demons can be summoned from. Yeah, and he's a demon, so like this is the key piece that you need because there's always like a step or a spell or a chant or something to bring the demon out of the box. This is the this is what it would take to bring death from Pandora's box. I'm willing to give them that. Ichabod it, could like, have been like it works. Abraham. I understand that you loved Katrina and she's gone, but I need you to help me fight Pandora, or I'm going to tell Katrina that you're in another woman's box. Oh, boo. <laughs> but but as you're saying that, I'm like, you know what would have been awesome? Is if Headless comes out of the box, charges at Ichabod, ha- throws his axe to Ichabod's throat, and is like, I'm going to kill you because I hate you. Because you are like the... We are, of my we, existence. We are like the people that hate each other. And then it's appealing to Abraham. It's appealing to Headless of like, we need to work together. We have a common enemy now. And then he rides off because it's like the, the gentleman's agreement of like we fought the good fight together and like war in like revolutionary times was very gentlemanly where like you would could see two people from that type of war saying okay this battle is done we fought together and we will fight later hey, but not today. Is anyone else angry that Agent Freckles didn't get anything to do this episode? She wasn't even she wasn't there. there. She became a series regular and I didn't even realize until just until you brought it up. I was so sad. Where was this Agent episode. Freckles? Here, here's another rewrite. She's the new witness because Abby and her are cousins. What? No. No. Don't take that idea of all of the things we've been throwing out. Watch it be like watch it be like Ezra Ezra Mills has been like sleeping with women all across the country and leaving daughters everywhere for the sole purpose of having witnesses. No. Um, no but let no. me let me throw another rewrite out here. All right, you know what? Headless comes out, attacks Ichabod, maybe mortally wounds him or all like critically injures him, and Pandora is like, "Good. Now come to me. We'll rule this together." Headless is on her side and then suddenly Smashes the box with the axe and steals all of the box's power. Pandora explodes or dies, and then you have Headless as powerful as he was before. You start season three like season one was started with the apocalypse, and the four horsemen get released, and now we're fighting. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just don't even know. Like, there's just so many different ways you could have gone without killing Abby, without killing Joe, without even killing the hidden one. You could have even kept the hidden one around. Like, you don't need to kill a villain to have it be done. 
Like, why not lock the hidden one up again in why another jail he, forever? The other thing is, like, you're setting up way too many story threads and not going through with them. We have, we set up this whole, like, hidden one mythology, but didn't explore any of it. So I'm like, what, what was the point of that whole episode where, like, he has a brother and this happened and that happened? And it's like, well. Just stop giving characters the supreme power to do whatever they want. Because when they don't do what they want to do, and they have the power to do it, it just makes them look stupid. It's like the hidden one this episode. I have decided, instead of killing the world, I will do it in steps. First, I will make the rivers flow with blood. Then I will make the corn black. People don't like black corn. And then, I'm going to go ahead to Paris and tear down the Eiffel Tower. That will show those French. Then, let's go and kill the Louvre. Then, I'm going to go ahead and kill Stan Lee. Because why not? Because instead of destroying the world, I'm going to deal with the witnesses last. And then, I'm going to just let them destroy me before anything happens that could show that I'm actually a bad guy. I don't know why I've adopted this accent, but it's way better than Holly. Thanks, Dr. Evil. Oh, well. I mean, I told Marissa that we might need extra time if we have anything else to cover. Speaking of accents. Oh my god, don't. We got we got to do one more trip. Let's well, wait. Let's okay. wait. Let's wait. I um, want to do some iTunes shoutouts real quick. We got two from the last week. And after that, there's some gossip and stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. Um Lanavase, thank you so much. This whole series you've been following us and commenting on iTunes every week. She says that was a finale. <laughs> It was a finale. It was a finale. See you guys next time on other panels and next season if there is one. Oh, well, at least she'll still I won't be, be watching back next season. But you can watch this. We, we all say that, but we'll probably be back. Just There's a part episode. of me that was so intrigued, but that so that is so intrigued by the secret society thing that I am like you that, almost want to give it hope. I know, but the thing is, this show is like. Expert is they're like experts at like giving us like cool stuff and then taking away. It's our like toys. this season we didn't want to do this season, but we watched the first episode. And we're like, you know, this is pretty cool. All right, and now we're eighteen episodes later and angry. But uh, Kiwi six two seven says farewell. As Abby died, so did my already tepid feelings for Sleepy Hollow. I have listened to every episode of this after show. You guys were funny, insightful, and creative with your own wishes for the show. I wanted to say thanks for the great reviews before I unsubscribe. I'll miss you guys and Sleeping to Abby with guest star Holly. <laughs> Oh boy! We, we, uh, and now we're guys, planning on doing other shows. Since I said too. what yeah. I said, we have forty-eight likes and zero dislikes <laughs> while doing a review for if fans of this show. If you don't like this finale, like our after show, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the thing. Is like everyone. Like I've gotten like the fans that watch our show. They're like wonderful. you guys are amazing, and so I hope that you you take our anger for what it is, and it's like you guys have been so supportive and like tweeting us like. How much, like, even as you're frustrated with the show, you continue to watch the show that you're not enjoying because you like our commentary on it. And there's no higher compliment that you could possibly pay us. And I don't, I can't, I don't have time to thank everybody, but everyone that has written in, if you like, thank you so much for your support. Um, before, like, before we do Sleepington and 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 officially sign out, um, there were there was an interview that I read with the showrunner. And it's just more fuel to like our fire because like <laughs> I read that they, interview and I was like I want to come through the page and punch you was, in your mouth. Like you know what would be even worse than killing Abby off, bringing Nicole Bahari back as a different fucking character because that's what he implied that they might do. What? So insulting. So, so bringing the actress so back insulting. as a different character. Yeah, like, there's always room to bring her back. 
Exactly. That's it's exactly okay. What they he all said. look alike anyway. Like, what are you fucking thinking? He's saying, like, basically, it's a, it's a standard trope. Like, it, uh, other shows do it, and other shows have done it well. When you like, you kill a character, but you still utilize that actor or actress. Grimm is doing it right now, but they're doing they they like did it in a way where one, it wasn't the main character, so we weren't <laughs> and like main of two. They have a whole ensemble on mm-hmm. that show. And it, it, when they did bring her back, it didn't feel cheap or, like, weird. It was, like, a little surprising. But, like, all right, this is a different person. I get it. But the, you, like, so beat it down, beat it in that she's dead and gone to bring her back in anything more, in even, like, any, in any way is, is frustrating. But anything more than, like, Ichabod, like, having, like, a weird, like, dream, No. That's like, why would you kill her off then? Also, what the fuck's with Abby being so okay with her dad being involved in all this shit now? I think she was okay with him before. I think she no, was... No, I know, but like... Because it, 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 it's a reasonable... Re- it, the it's fact a reasonable that he reason- had to leave because of supernatural stuff is something that Abby and Jenny at this point can so deeply understand because of what they've been through. But we didn't even get a line that he understood at all. Exactly. And there's... like, But I, I understand, like just, like, from a character standpoint, like, why they would be more forgiving knowing that, like, there was a supernatural reason that he had to leave. Because even if they still have to deal with that later, and they also don't have time to, like, emotionally deal with that, they're willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for a moment because gods and monsters causing you to leave is an excuse as opposed to, is a much better excuse than, I just didn't love you guys anymore, which is what they've been thinking all of these years. Mm -hmm. Um, to know there's an actual reason, I think, is actually probably very comforting. Yeah. Um, all right. Deep breath. Um, I, there's a lot that's, 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 uh, that's scandalous, that's scandalous so on these episodes. Scandalous. So I think we need to take a trip to Sleepington Abbey for one, one last time. I hear that the showrunner took the script and decided to use it as a porta potty for the last three weeks of the season, leading up to the finale. Most scandalous. Most scandalous indeed. What a horrible man. <laughs> I heard that Miss Abby Mills did depart this earth, but not of her own free will, but because she felt like no one was giving a fuck about what she was doing anymore. I give zero fucks about this show anymore. <laughs> and most, it's most scandalous indeed. Most scandalous. scandalous. I hear that there are people who think that the show will get a fourth season. I think that is most scandalous indeed. I hear that they managed to bring back all of the things that people love about Sleepy Hollow, including Master Joe Corbin. Um, They managed to bring back the Headless Horseman himself in the flesh and blood. And yet, 45 minutes into the after show, the hosts had done nothing but angrily rant about a show they've spent hundreds of hours covering. Hundred hours. Most scandalous. scandalous. I heard that in season two they killed off the likable, uh, diverse characters and replaced them with a bunch of white characters. Then in season three, they reversed their tactics, but then killed all the likable characters at the end anyway. (laughs) Most most scandalous indeed. Most scandalous. I heard that it's surprising that Holly was not the worst part of this series. <laughs> I heard that Master Holly was going to be the entire focus of season four. 
Congratulations! I'll, Master I'll, I'll Holly. That is most scandalous. I'm actually, indeed. I'm the witness, indeed. new witness. Indeed. Oh. All right, guys. I want to do, I want to been... do, no. No? No, I want to do a game. And the game is called Right Season 4. Tell me what happens in season four of Sleepy Hollow, Zach. I won't know. No. Uh, well, at least like a round, like, like round from, of predictions. From what, for like from realistically what we have. Yes. Um, uh, okay, from what we have going into season four, I think what we're going to get is Ichabod is going to, if we get a season four, Ichabod is going to go into this organization, see that they are using the supernatural in a lot of questionable ways to get around things in either the law or just, like, to hurt people, and they have been abusing their powers. They are going to be... The organization as a whole will be following him, except for whoever has been in control up until now, and they will be resisting him and fighting him at every turn. This what is going to happen while Ichabod secretly, not with the organization, but secretly is out looking for this new witness, fighting monsters along the way, and I like I, I can't imagine he wastes more than an episode or two finding them, and then it's like, oh well, we don't quite get along. You're not as good as Abby, blah 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 blah, and then eventually they're like, actually, you are good. Let's fight together, and then. I don't know. All right. Jackie? I feel that it's going to be mostly Ichabod looking around uh, for this other person. And then in a mid-season finale, he's going to find them. And the whole time they're fighting one big bad villain who does nothing named King Cobra. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about the fact that they killed Abby in the mid-season finale and then killed her again at the end. So dumb. Doing the same exact plot. Same plot. About that. Same plot. Same plot. Yes. Same plot. Same plot. Thrown in a tree, thrown in a box. Yep. I'm um, sorry to anyone's eardrums. Yeah, seriously. But she, oh, fuck balls. <laughs> sorry to anyone's eardrums. Who's Christian? Sorry. Well, we've said the F word enough this time. Um, yeah, mark that explicit. In I'm going to say. I just spilled water. You, want, you guys want to know? Yeah, she just spilled water. That's why I said that. I'm going to say season four, just because, you know what? Why not go with shit that's familiar? This organization has been hunting down and killing witnesses since Washington for the sole reason that if the witnesses are around, the apocalypse will happen. And their way of preventing the apocalypse is by killing the witnesses or doing tests on the witnesses. And the only reason Abby can be a witness is because for the past 200 years, they've been capturing them and experimenting on them. And the year she died was the year that, uh, or the year that the person they were experimenting died was the year that Abby was born. You know what would be the best part? Okay, Agents of of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know what would be the best part of season four, though? Headless has his head back. Does that mean we get more Neil Jackson? I don't know. Because Neil Jackson was great. No, because we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is it, why we can't have nice things. And like, you know what? Sleepy Hollow, even Ichabod even knew in this episode how to feel about it. What did he, what was the it line? It is Sleepy Hollow after all. And that's it, guys. All of this. <laughs> I it predict is, it won't get another season. It is Sleepy Hollow it after does, all. It does. I won't be watching it. And with that, that's going to be a... We're going to sign out here at the AfterBuzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show. Maybe Somebody, for the last time. Yesha Bush says, did you guys notice her headstone didn't have her real name? Well, I'm guessing because they probably just forgot what her real name was because they just don't care about the character. Wait, it didn't? I didn't I didn't, I notice. didn't notice that, I didn't but notice if it that. didn't, I just 
assume that it wasn't a writing thing. I'm assuming that they just didn't care enough. All right. Well, that's like the smallest nitpick of everything that we've had to talk about today. But thank you guys so much for joining us, for sticking it through this season. For everyone, this is the largest live audience we've had. So thank you to every one of you, every single one of you for joining us live. We truly appreciate it. You guys are the best. So until whatever other shows we're on, um, you guys can find me, Zach Wilson, at that Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go on to my YouTube page, that Zach Wilson. It help me in my quest to get a thousand subscribers in 2016. I'd appreciate. It. I might even maybe I'll do a rant on Sleepy Hollow at some point, and like in, in uh, where in like a where did it go wrong type of video. I think I should just uh, fucking name this video Sleepy Hollow. Where did it go wrong? <laughs> uh, yes. But you can also find me on a whole bunch of other shows at AfterBuzz, including Daredevil. We're finishing that up in the next two weeks. Uh, Agents of Shield, uh, so many more. Um, we got to wrap, Zach. Jackie Borowski. Uh, one two three Jackie B on Twitter, Instagram, and my website. And I'm now on Snapchat as Jackie B one two three, because you can't have numbers first on Snapchat. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S T P H N L E M I E U X, and I'll be doing the Better Call Saul finale pretty soon. A little penultimate and finale episode. And I don't know what else shows. I want to do a show. Oh, I'm for, on Drag Race. Guys, I want to do an after show for Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, which is a new anime series, which will be pretty <laughs> sick. So hit me up on that. All right, guys. Well, we have been the Sleepy Hollow After Show. And thanks for geeking out with us, Thanks everybody. for geeking out with us, everybody. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good, Good night, night sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.